Hello everyone, today we are here to discuss mythical places. Now, there are a few mythical places I'd like to talk about when it comes to Greek mythology. Namingly, the ones we will definitely be going over the most are Olympus, the Underworld, and Atlantis. Hmm. Now, Olympus is known as the home of the gods. And as the home of the gods, it actually holds more than what's normally known, the Twelve Olympians. It holds as well as cup-bearers, um, cup-bearers, some, hero, some heroes, dependent, like Hercules, for instance, and just in general is the main home of the gods. Now, the Olymp- no, they have the Olympian Council here. Now, the Olympian Council consists of 12-13 Olympic gods. And this, this council is held around the solstices. The most, name- the most namely one is... Sorry, I'm really tired again, guys. I was supposed to get this episode out earlier, but I, got- I slept in. Anyway. Um, the most... Known is the Winter Solstice. Now, the reason this is most known is because this is the solstice Hades shows up to. It's the only time he is really allowed out of the underworld onto into Olympus. Now, the other place I'd like to mention is Atlantis. Now, Atlantis has never really... Like, the Atlantis, Atlantis never really appears in actual Greek mythology, but it's connected to it, and it is, after, it is actually sometimes called Poseidon's Realm. Which is fair, you know, it's in the, it's sunk, it's in the ocean, and, you know, he's the, um, just the king of the ocean. Now, Atlantis is one of the largest, is one of the, is one of the most mythical places that has been sought after the most in history. Now... According to according to legend, Atlantis held a race which is commonly referred to as Atlanteans. Now the problem with this was the gods got mad at them one day. Now it's it's unclear which god, but typically the most the god who believed to have sunk Atlantis was Zeus. Again, we, we come to Zeus being mad at mortals does not end well for mortals. So he destroyed Atlantis and sunk it. Now, this pl- this has been sought after for so long. I kid you not. This place has had whole expeditions looking for it. Deep sea divers. Like, whole governments have funded programs to find this place. And we have never found it. Now, it could be just that it doesn't exist. Or we could be looking in the wrong place. Or it's just... Or we have found it, but we have no way of identifying it. It's like, um, like we had tried to find a lot of historic, like a lot of mythical places, or historical places where supposedly great battles happened and where feats of the gods were shown. For instance, Troy. But Troy was not. He, Troy was actually found, but it was destroyed by human error. Now, Troy is. A was a kingdom built on other kingdoms. So in other words, whenever a kingdom fell there, they would build on top of it and keep going. So 
an historian found the location and used dynamite to start digging down to find Troy. However, he thought it was further down than it actually was, so we actually ended up destroying most of Troy. So we lost artifacts, we lost a whole a whole section of history there because of this. And yeah, it was just was not good. So Atlantis lives on the edge of folklore and history. Again, we are still like we are still looking for it. Like there are people still looking out there looking for it. But that is the case with some of these myths. These myths people will look for until the end of their days. Now, the other place I'd like to briefly discuss before we get on with our lesson plan today is the underworld. Now, the underworld is an interesting place. The underworld is broken down into four main sections. The entrance, the actual underworld, the Ashvaldal Fields, Elysium, and Tartarus. Now, the entrance, people, it's described as almost a stairway leading down to a river. Now, this river is the River Styx, or the River of Unbreakable Oaths. Now, this river leads out all... It's, this, is one of the, this is one of the five main rivers of the underworld. I'll get to the five main rivers in just a second. This is one of them. And this pl- the river is really just sort of like a carrier of souls. So when you go, when you die in Greek mythology, you'd go see um, Charon. Now, Charon is the quote-unquote fairy man. And... This fairy man would carry you down to the sticks to the judges. Now, the judges would judge your actions in life and decide where you go. Now, if you were a horrible person, slash if Hades deems it so, you'd be going to Tartarus. Now, Tartarus is, again, I I mentioned this earlier, it was Hell's Hellhole. This is the place where the Titans and the Giants were locked up. It is a horrible place to be. Like, if you get sent to Tartarus, that is basically death. Like, that is death's death. Now, the next place is, if you were if you were kind of neutral and they can't really put you anywhere, you'd get sent to the Ashvaldal Fields. Now, Ashvaldal Fields are kind of like the drifting of existence. The like you kind of just walk around. Like you're, there's really no place for you to go. Like you'll be, you can be walking for eternity and not find your way out. Oh no, it's a horrible place to go. And again, like you will, like again, you will drift in and out of existence for the rest of eternity. It, it's, it's like. If you, it, it's like Dante's Inferno's like first circle of hell. It's, you kind of just again you just drift in this emptiness of a void, where your soul kind of slowly fades into non-existence for the rest of eternity. 
Now, the other place is called Elysium. Now, Elysium is, like, Elysium is the closest iteration to heaven in Greek mythology you can get. Now, this is supposed, it's supposedly a never-ending party, really. And how you get there is if you're a hero in your life. So, for instance, the people who are claimed to be here are, like, Leonidas, Perseus, Theseus, etc. The list goes on and on. If you were a hero in your life and you accomplished great feats for the greater good, then you are put in Elysium. But, however, again, in certain iterations, people have been people have been put in certain sections of the underworld because Hades deemed it so. Because Hades, Hades isn't a god of death, okay? He isn't a god of death. He is a god of the dead. There is a defined difference. A god of death goes up to the mortal world, decides when you when it's your time. He he does determine the die, to put it quite simply. Now, a god of the dead watches over you once you've passed. So, to put it quite simply, uh, Thantos claims your soul, Hades watches your soul. Basically, your soul gets passed off. Now, now we're going to get to a little bit of real locations for a bit, and namely one place in particular. So, if you've never heard of this place, you might want to go get educated, but Sparta. Sparta is... Sparta is about the closest to America that there is in, like, that there ever, ever was in, like, old mythology. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I like, if it, when we're coming to government, that goes to Athens. But when we're coming to general country, Sparta. <laughs> it, let's put it like this, you can, brandish a, you can brandish a spear in Sparta and not get stopped for it. Like, Sparta was a completely war state. In other words, if you're a man... You're you're a part of the military, like immediately, like unless you have something wrong with you, you are part of the military. It's like like you could try to you could try to protest, you could try to protest, and they'll just kill you. Like Sparta was a place of human sacrifice and war. It's horrible. That was a great country. It's a horrible way to live, but it's an amazing country. <laughs> well, I guess more of city state, but that's besides the point. The other place I want to mention just real quick before we get to the lesson is Athens. Now, the reason I mention these these two places is because these two are the most important places in most of Greek history. Now, Athens, their patron saint was Athena. Now, this comes important later in the lesson, actually. And Athena was said to watch over Attica, or Attica, Athens. No, sorry, Athens, Attica. And, in fact, actually, they made a, if I remember correctly, it was a, it was a statue of her made completely out of marble holding her spear and the shield of, in the Aegis shield, which the Aegis shield will also get to in this, in this lesson. Because today we're learning about Perseus, but first I'm mentioning all these locations. Now, this place was beautiful. This was the this is where democracy first took its roots. And 
is a shame to say that this uh, this place sadly fell to Sparta. Now, during the Peloponnesian War, the, all of Greece was divided between Sparta and Athens. Now, these two places constantly fought each other, and if you didn't choose a side right away, they would force you to take a side. To the whole point where every country was either flying a Sparta or Athens banner. Now, during this time, the Peloponnesian War, all of, all of Greece was torn apart. But Sparta managed to get near Athens. Now, Sparta has a very, very interesting way of fighting. To put it quite simply, they wait you out. Like, this is, like, this is the, they are the exact definition of the wolves are at our door. Because they would burn your crop fields and hold out and wait you out. And then finally, when you were too weak to fight back, they would fight. Now, this war actually later on led to Greece's, like, Greece's destruction. With, because the Roman Empire kind of just came in and swept up the bits. Because there was nothing Greece could do after this. And keep in mind, this is a country who, like, just before the Peloponnesian War had fended off the Persian Empire. Like, the entirety of the Persian Empire. Anyway, now we're on with the lesson. So the lesson today is... We have two, actually. One, we have the contest over Athens. And then we have Perseus. Now, the contest over Athens was between Poseidon... And Athena, or Athene, as they call as they call her. Now, the thing with this was they both wanted to be the patron god, and you know, as gods, you obviously want to be worshipped. So they fought over Athens. Now they both gave a gift to Athens. Poseidon gave. A spring of, if I remember correctly, he gave a spring of salt water. Hold on, I'm just reading through this to make sure I wasn't wrong. It's really like it's really funny though, because basically they both ended up actually being patron gods of this area, but Athena was the more well known. It was a well of salt water, sorry. And Athena made an olive tree appeared. Now the olive that's actually why later and later on though they were both so they were both eventually made the like patron gods however the one the most well known is Athena because they kind of just worshipped Poseidon but over time they more leaned towards Athena 
and the story go like the story goes is like Zeus actually had to intervene again. I'm pretty sure Zeus is just tired of his like like I'm pretty sure Zeus is just tired of his family fighting. And you know, just Zeus is just so such a angry god all the time. I think like Zeus honestly just needs to chill, my guy. Well, the story of Perseus. The story of Perseus goes that Zeus visited Perseus's mother in the form of her current husband, if I were remembering the story correctly. And I'm actually going to read through it to make sure, because again, I'm really tired and stories are mixing and matching together, and it's not good for my health. Tell comes from Argos. Oh no, she'd be a visitor in the shower of, in a shower of gold. And Danae bore him a son. Yep. Perseus. It's really funny because he was basically to put it to put it quite simply, he locked his he locked his daughter up in a chamber of bronze. So that's why she would never have children. Because it was prophesied that his grandson would come back and kill him. Which, just similar to the story of Oedipus, trying to avoid your fate can often lead to it happening. So later on, he put Danae and Perseus in a wooden chest and sent them into the river and sent them into a uh, sea. Now, basically, basically he was protected by a king and a man who fell in love with his, uh, who fell in love with his, uh, mother, um, wanted per to keep Peter Herseus from causing trouble. He sent him after the Gorg, the Gorgon Medusa. Now, Gorgons are beasts of that are horrifying most the most known is medusa now gorgons have if i remember they have claws of bronze the tails of snakes and again a gaze a gaze that can turn you to stone but again the mo the only mortal one of the three is medusa now helped by athena perseus Went, uh, Perseus went on to, oh my god, to the fates, apparently. And so he went to them, and he found out where the Gorgons were. Also here, he also acquired Hades' Helm of Invincibility. Or a cap of invisibility, but typically said is Hades. The winged shoes of swiftness from Hermes. Any bag into or in this case, uh, it's called a wallet, but it's 
probably a, just a leather bag to carry the head and armed with a sickle given to him by Hades. It was probably, let's face it, it was probably crafted by uh, Hephaestus. Anyway. Flying near Medusa, he was guided by a reflection in his shield so that he was able to cut off her head before she awoke, put it in the wallet, and fled before the other Gorgons woke up and tried to chase him. And they couldn't see him because, again, he was wearing the helm of his invisibility. On his way back, he passed near Jappa and saw Andromeda, or uh, Jopa, sorry, and saw Andromeda, the daughter of uh, Cephas, king of Ethiopia, chained to a rock. And what happened was there is that her mother offended the sea god. Oh, no, or it says sea god, but it's typically, it's typically Poseidon but that they, that they offended. But again, different stories. And it's trying to give all of those at once, so it's really hard to keep track. But we're just going to say it was a sea goddess, and it was probably Calypso. Because she is typically known as a sea goddess. And Poseidon had sent a sea monster to devour men and beasts, which could only be stopped by the sacrifice of the king's daughter. Perseus, who had fallen in love with Andromeda at first sight, offered to kill the monster if he was allowed to marry her. Her parents consented, and Perseus turned the monster to stone by allowing by showing it the gorgon's head. Perseus stayed a year with the king of Ethiopia, God, Lord, my words are blurred, and left behind his firstborn son as an heir for Cepheus, who had no sons. Then he sailed with Andromeda to Cepheus, where he found his mother suppliant at the altar where Polydectes had confirmed her till. She willed it to his will or died of hunger. Perseus rescued her by holding up the gorgon's head, thus turning the king and his men to stone. Putting the kingship in the hand of Dicetes, Perseus and Andromeda went on to Argos only to find that Astrocesis had felt sorry, had fled to God Lord, these names are really confusing. Pelascoitus, I'm gonna say that. In Thessaly, on hearing of his arrival, whilst in full pursuit of them, Perseus accidentally killed his grandfather when throwing a discus in a sport, thus fulfilling the prophecy. Perseus eventually retired to Asia, where his son uh, Persis became the ancestor of the Persians. So, in other words, Perseus called, caused the Persians, which is amazing. So, this, so this story is amazingly interesting. Because, again, in Greek mythology, there has been, as most of its tales came from word of mouth, a lot of it's lost. And so, and a lot of times, there are different versions of stories. So, the book I have actually kind of tries to combine the versions into one story to tell. So, it's really weird to read. And I don't have, again, when I'm tired, I don't have... I can't really access my memory. So it's kind of just coming out. But Perseus is actually probably one of my most favorite heroes. 
and he's actually one of the most famous. So what happened to Medusa's head afterwards is that he gave it to Athena. Now, Athena then gave the head to Hepathetus, and he put it in the shield, in a bronze shield for her. Now, the shield was later called the Aegis, which it's unclear what really happened to it. In some cases, the shield was given to Zeus as a gift. In other cases, uh, Athena kept it. And it's really unclear what happened to it, but the most likely story is that Athena kept it and replaced it as her own. Now, if you don't know what happened with Medusa, Medusa basically, to put it quite simply, was uh, raped by Poseidon in one of the temples of Athena. And Athena was not happy whatsoever. So she made Medusa a gorgon where she joined the Gorgon sisters. Now, the Gorgon sisters are Steno, Uriel, and Medusa. Steno and Uriel are immortal. Like, completely immortal. And But Medusa, on the other hand, is mortal. So how it's often described is that while Uriel and Steno have the, like, the, like the legs and tails of snakes, and they kind of just slither around... It's usually said that Medusa is the only one that has her legs because she is the only Gorgon that's not, like, really a Gorgon. Which, I mean, it's a fair example. However, most of the time, it's just... It really depends on the version of your reading or the way the story is told. And again, a lot of the stories have been mixed and matched and a lot of stories have been lost. But actually, there's probably stories of people we don't know. So I have some extra time, so I'm going to tell you the story of the uh, Scorpio, how that constellation got in the sky. And if I ever have extra time, I'll just I'll just say it like before 30 minutes, I'll just say a random story I know. So Artemis found a hunting partner in Orion. Now, Orion and Artemis were constantly hunting together and they were really good at it. And... Apollo got really jealous. Like, really, really jealous. And if you don't know, Apollo and Artemis are typically described as chilled god, like like chilled gods. You know, they don't really do much. They don't really do anything to piss anyone off. And it's really hard to piss them off. However, Apollo got super jealous because it's this is his twin sister hunting with someone else. And he, like, again, it's... An interesting story. So he went to Gaia, his uh, grandmother, and he asked and he asked her to make a beast that was powerful enough to kill Orion. Now, she made a giant scorpion. Like I'm just not talking like a fucking huge dash scorpion, and it went after Orion, and it killed him. Not before he killed it though. And Zeus saw what had happened and actually made both Orion and the Scorpio into constellations. That's why you have the constellation Orion and the Scorpio. And it is an actually really interesting story. The other one I can tell you, that's a really short story. And this is another constellation story. It's really, really short. It's really, really lovely. So Pisces. Now, the Pisces happened 
how this constellation came into effect was actually by Aphrodite. Now, when Typhoon showed up and had beaten had beat Zeus, all the other gods were scared and fled or hid. Aphrodite, being the goddess of love and a relatively weak goddess, hid as a fish in a pond. Now, once Typhoon was defeated, she paid homage to the fish by making him into like a constellation which is where we get the Pisces from. Now, those are two constellation stories for you. Do with them what you will. Those are the stories I was taught, and those are the stories I'm sticking with, by the way. <laughs> anyway, it's been a nice it's been a nice time being with y'all. Again, I love doing these. Like I was actually looking forward to this one, but again, I slept in majorly today. And I really hope um that when this episode gets out tomorrow, that you'll listen to it, you'll show it to your friends, you'll show it to your family. I'm trying to keep gracing to a mini, mini, minimum. There we go. English English is not my first language. <laughs> English is not my best language, just my only language. <laughs> anyway, I hope y'all enjoy your day, night, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast and we talk for 30 minutes like i'm told my voice is really lovely but right now it is very much not because i'm tired i've had a lot to drink today Mm. so anyway i will see you all in the next thursday actually if i'm available because i have college coming up soon anyway i'll see you on the next one bye guys